You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to the Utah Jazz Podcast. Uh, my name is Spencer Campbell. You can find me on Twitter at S. B Nation S Campbell, whatever. If you don't know my Twitter handle by now, listening to this podcast probably won't have you go and follow me. So that's fine. This is Mikey VP at Mikey VP. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say please follow me. It seems to be a good route these days. Please follow me. Hey, this is Jimbo Rudding. You can find me on twitter.com at Jimbo Rudding. You type in the at symbol and then Jimbo Rudding, and you can find me on Twitter.com. And I'm actually trying to get 30 more followers before the season starts, and I know that we can do it if we work hard. So please give me a follow, and then I'll finally be happy with 30 more followers. Yeah, Just 30? What does that put you at? Uh, 36, I think, which is nice. So You have six right now? I think so. Six or seven. Okay, cool. And then follow me. And then Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Oh, and then UJ <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, before we start and, and maybe Jimbo, you want to, um, do you want to announce this last week's winner of the extravaganza? Uh, the giveaway you're talking about? Uh, yeah. Giveaway extravaganza. They're kind of the same thing, but yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that extravaganza meant giveaway. But yes, the first, the first ever Utah Jazz Podcast giveaway contest extravaganza was won by James Baird at James E Mad or James Y Mad, like Why You Mad, maybe, which is a great handle. So congratulations, James Baird. You have won a special prize, which will be sent to you. Very shortly. When we get your address. I, around get your address. The best part is they have to give Jimmy the address. And I bet there's people that don't want the prize because they don't want to have to give Jimmy the address. <laughs> I promise not to uh, doorbell ditch your house or, you know, pull into your driveway and then pull back out and turn around, you know, you know, and give you hope that maybe you have a visitor late at night. Remind me to tell you a story about what you just said about pulling in a driveway and pulling back out. Not right now. Oh, Moni is going to love that. <laughs> remind, me, remind, me, remind me to tell you the story about that. Right. Um, okay. Opening thoughts. Mikey, you, you start us off. My opening thought is it's a negative one because I'm so frustrated that I can't stream these jazz games at my house on my iPad or anywhere because I don't have cable or satellite. So someone hooked me up with a login or help me learn what to do so I can watch these games. Cause I, I was watching it via Twitter and you know, this last game against the 36ers, the mighty 36ers. And apparently they weren't so mighty, but that's my opening thought. So a VPN or a Reddit 
and well, and Reddit just shut down all the NBA streams. They'll pop back up when the season starts, but a VPN is probably your best option. Yeah, yeah. I, need, I need to do that. Because I think even if you use somebody else's login, it detects your uh, IP address. Yeah. I, I So the Jazz, are, the Jazz are one of the last teams that doesn't have a local option, right? I mean, at least based on what I've heard from everybody else. Um, Andy talked about it, how that's, they're looking at that. Even if they charged, like, how much would you pay, right, for to get all the Jazz games to watch all of them? I'd, I'd pay upwards of... Seventy-five cents at least. No, I'm, I like dead, dead, dead series. How much would you pay? Oh, a, a month for eighty games. Five bucks. Five bucks a game. Not I'd a pay, game. I'd pay five bucks a game. What is that? Five times eighty-two is I don't know, like at least like sixty-five bucks, right? Four hundred and ten. Four hundred and ten. I don't. We don't know numbers. We don't know math. But Spencer is saying four hundred and ten, and I have no other choice but to believe him. So, I mean, 410 is your price. I mean, it's not $5, but that was your cheap seats before they did the uh, price upgrade two years ago, right? Yeah, I wouldn't pay as much as I would pay for cheap seats. I I would... Uh, They're not cheap seats anymore. Now, I think the cheapest seat is like, what, 15? Yeah. 12? It would not be... That would not be the way to go. I, I mean, I would do like a package of... I don't know. Home and away games, maybe like f- fifteen bucks a month. That that would be pretty intense. I don't know. That's or I would probably do the NBA. I would do NBA League Pass if it was a local option. If they didn't block out your local games for three for seventy two hours. Yeah, because I loved it. Because I did it, and I went back and rewatched a bunch of games that I missed in the off season and stuff, but it's pretty frustrating to go and uh, try to watch, you know, be excited about a game and have to wait. And like sometimes two games are played before you can watch a previous game. And that's, that's just not cool. Especially if you have a VPN. I mean, if you are in another state, you can watch those games live and that just seems odd to me. Right. Well, I, it's interesting because it's it, like that frustration. I'm not a Utah fan, but having dealing with that in the Pac-12 network and Dish or DirecTV over the past like 10 years, like that would suck. Like not being able to watch any of those games because they haven't worked out a deal yet. Um, I don't know. I Yeah. I, the one thing that's nice is there's always YouTube channels that do like a 10 minute or the 20 minute whatever afterwards. They're usually up within a couple hours. So... Are we boring you, Spencer? No, I was just thinking about it's all about money, right? I mean, they, they say they care about fans, but then give us games so we can watch. Yeah. And I, I understand it's a business. I don't want to get into that whole thing. And I understand cable companies and stuff like that. It's just kind of ridiculous at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's 2019, right? <laughs> I mean, we can put a man on the moon, you know? Oh. So my opening thought is... Uh, Mikey, is your audio being recorded? Yeah, uh, it looks like it on my end. I can see. Okay. That's great. My opening thought is briefly, we are apologized for our technical difficulties. Spencer could not find his headset. I think he left it out in the rain again. So what are you his about? dad is going to be so mad at him, just like his clarinet. 
but my opening thought is um, I watched the game, the very first preseason game, against the Australian 66ers. And uh, I was a little bit worried when I saw Bobo's defense. (laughs) Uh, He, I mean, you know, I don't, I know it's against the Australian team and I know that it's preseason, but, and I don't, I don't know how hard he was trying, but I was a little bit, I don't know, concerned, I guess, like I said already, just, he kind of got, he got burned a couple times where he probably shouldn't have been. And, you know, I don't know. I hope it's not one of those things where his offense is, well, maybe like, it will kind of like, uh, we'll tread water with him because his offense will, you know, be about what his lack of defense is, if that makes any sense. So it, it's like a isn't push. That isn't that essentially what we did with Rubio, but the opposite? I mean, was his defense that good? Because, I mean, he was left wide open and missed wide open shots, sometimes to win games. No, I, no, I'm just asking, but is that not the same philosophy, but just opposite? I'm not questioning whether or not I'm just asking. I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, really, you know, with favors, you had wide open shots uh, or he'd leave, leave a guy in the corner and essentially play four on five on offense sometimes. But his defense, like he and Rudy together on defense was awesome. I mean, depending on their four, if, the, if he was guarding a four that was kind of a smaller guy and could shoot the three – Sometimes that was problematic, but, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, I guess that's kind of the same thing, right? So now we're – that's how I see the opposite you're talking about is that Bogdanovich will hopefully score and get these wide-open looks but also be a liability on defense. And, you know, he's not Derek Favors, and we can't expect him to be that defensively, um, but he's got to hold his own – somewhat you know at least at least funnel his guy to the right spot so that the help defense can shift or that gobert can take over and and help out so anyway that's my opening thought okay we're gonna we're gonna miss favors big time right it'll be interesting to see how he adjusts i i think i kind of like how spencer was phrasing it like it, it is a way of – it is the same problem we had with Rubio. We've just never had it on the inside as far as a defense. I mean, when's the last time we had – I was trying to think about it as you were talking. When was the last time we had a liability as a big on defense? Cantor? Yeah. I mean, since we – and we shifted – Yeah. So, you know, I don't know much. I haven't seen enough of – of Bobo to know Bobo might not know defense. So we'll see. Okay. Um, So my opening thought is the, I hate that it's about another team. I just, it drives me crazy, but like, so LA on Saturday beat the Warriors by like 22 points. And like, everybody's already anointing them. Like, Western Conference champions and they're going to the finals and it it drives me crazy. It's like two games and I understand they have two of the top 15 players in the world right now, right? Maybe two in the top 10, maybe two of the top eight, whatever, however you want to 
But, uh, like, I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't, I mean, I think, I, I mean, I think they'll be, they'll make the playoffs, right? I just don't know if they're going to stroll through as, as, as everybody thinks they're, but they're pretty, they're, I think they're so, uh, here on the Los Angeles Lakers podcast, I think that they're very vulnerable. They're, you know, as far as injuries go, a lot of teams are, but it, boy, if they have, LeBron, who's coming off his first big injury, and then you've got Anthony Davis, who when has he proven to be, you know, any kind of reliable health? He's always been a health issue, right? Right. I, I was just going to say that. When was the last time he played 75 games in a season? I mean, and then after LeBron's season last year where he got hurt, I mean, how can anybody be confident that that, those two guys are going to stay on the floor every night and, and get them to the playoffs or get them to a high seed in the playoffs. They might probably, they probably should make the, they should make the playoffs if LeBron and Davis play each 70 games or more. You know, I wasn't too worried about them until they signed our buddy, David Stockton though. That's the, yeah. True. That's the over. Yeah, that was unfortunate. So I can tell you the game's played. You ready? Yeah. Uh, 64, 67, 68, 61, 75, 75, and last year he played 56. So he's averaging probably around 68 games, missing about 12 to 14 games a year. Yeah, say that. Say those again slower, sorry. I don't know numbers, Go ahead, but a little bit Six, slower. 64, okay. 67, 68, 61, 75, 75, and 56. So 75 is the most he's games he's played in a season. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, you know. If I'm a Laker fan, I'm pretty nervous. And also I'm trying to punch myself in the face because that's stupid to be a Laker fan. But if we're going if we're going with averages, right? You can look at Rudy. So 45, 82, 61, 81, 56, 81. So he's like every other year, and that worries me because we're in the every other year. <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, do you want to roll out the uh, the question? Oh, there was the oh the the oh my gosh, not the nemesis, but the enemy. Enemy number one, um, Mikey. Do you have that? Oh, um, no, I have not. I have no idea what we're talking about. Someone tweeted a tweeted a question about who is um do you have it in front of you spencer we are it was like the enemy who who is going to be like the last person to be forgiven whether it's a utah former utah jazz player or non utah jazz player is what i understood from the tweet um so we can separate those into two categories uh who would be the last jazz player ever forgiven and then let's flip that on the other side who if we were to rank the wor- the top five people that jazz fans hate the most, um, non former players or yeah, non former player. Okay, so basically, what you're saying the, the questions are: who do jazz fans hate the most? Yeah. The other one is: what former player are we the most reluctant to forgive? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. 
So we can just do top five. So I top five hated players. I think I have mine. Let's hear them. I'll bet they're the same as mine. Uh, in no particular order because I don't – I mean, Kobe Bryant. Yep. Check. Michael Jordan. Yep. Check. Um, I, well, I, we didn't really play against him, but um, I would say Dirk. I don't have a problem with Dirk, but I know a lot of jazz fans hate Dirk. Not for me. No, I'm not there either. Shaq. Ugh. I'm not. Uh, not anymore. He he would yeah. have been, but he went to the Heat, and that made things a little better for me. Right, and the Suns and the Celtics. Uh, Ron Artest. <laughs> yeah, I'm, James James Harden is there for me in the top five. Yeah, so that, that would have been that would have been my last one. So I mean, when you start going back over time, there's like multiple people over time, right? It's so like at yeah. one point we had Steve Kerr, like so. And and my other two are Russell Westbrook and Dennis Rodman. Yeah, Ricky Davis is in there for me. Oh yeah. Uh, and then, um, you know, Lamar Odom maybe. I don't know. Uh, Chris Paul. Oh, we might have to extend that list to top <laughs> ten. <laughs> yeah. I hate more players than I like, if I'm honest, in the NBA. Well, they make it so easy, you know. It's true. Well, and I don't, I don't think there's not a lot from the East, right? Most of them are in the West that we had battles with over time, and they just did stupid things or fights or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Okay, what about uh, former? Do we need to do a commercial? Oh, let's see. We uh, we're in a new. Um, do we finish? It'll it'll go in like two minutes. Okay, let's finish up this. Okay, so jazz fan or former jazz players that will not be forgiven. It has to be for me. It has to be Derek Fisher and Gordon Hayward. It's between those two, right? Worst. Yeah, like, I mean, if you're going if you're going the three, right? I would say Fisher, Hayward, Cantor. Um, I don't have a problem with Boozer, but I know a lot of Jazz fans have a problem with Boozer. I have a problem with Gordon Giracek. Yeah, Giracek. Yeah, he's a Sloan Doghouse guy. He's in the Sloan Doghouse for life. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Raja Bell, Darren Williams. I'm just trying to throw out like who would possibly, but I think the top two are pretty well. And the funny thing is, is with Derek Fisher, like there's people that love him because of what he did in that playoff series, right? Like they do not hate him as much as you do. Oh, right. Well, I mean, because it was a it was a magical. If you take all of it out of it, that was a, that was a pretty incredible. That's why thing. I, I mean, that was, is the betrayal, the instant betrayal from that right. Moment. Right, he I mean, robbed like, me of that all. That was the all-time moment at the time. That was the best game I've ever been to in my life. Yeah, uh, but it's hard to say that now because he, uh, Jimmy, you you don't know anything about this, do you? No, no, I don't know. I, it's in, you're talking, we're talking about Derek Harper. <laughs> so oh, he should be on the list too. <laughs> yeah, we could do uh, a whole Ronnie Cycling. Ronnie Cycling, yeah, Cycling. 
Harper. Oh, geez. Shout out to Ronnie Cycle, DJ Ronnie Cycle. Shout out to him. <laughs> I just think, you know, it was like Disney movie-esque, that whole thing. But the guy just is not a great guy. No. It, before you go into that, can I set, a, set up that game? Because there might yeah. be people who are listening who didn't know. But that was a game I went to. We're talking about, is it... The game, uh, game four, four, three or four. Yeah. I can't remember against golden state and the things that happened in that game. Cause we only know what happened in the last five minutes. People don't anyway, Derek Fisher had been un had been missing for how for the whole series. And he'd been a pretty solid player for the jazz. He was kind of the heart of that team in a lot of ways, which, oh, that makes me sick to say it, but it's true. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're going to have to bump the commercial back so, so it doesn't. You're good. But uh, um, he, he uh, so in that first part of the game, D Brown had come in. He was a backup point guard, third string point guard, fan favorite. And he had like, a crazy injury that was like, I don't remember if he was taken out on a stretcher. Do you remember that? No, oh, yeah, no. He, he was kind of walked off. He walked off gingerly, but they took him but to the hospital. Was, yeah, he was laying on the court. This was in the first few minutes of, of the game that he came in. Darren Williams got two quick fouls yeah. in the first quarter that were garbage fouls. D Brown came in and he took this injury that was like a neck injury and I don't think he played the rest of the playoffs, did he? I don't think he played. No, I don't think so. And Derek Fisher, it was a known and known thing in the arena that he was um, maybe flying back. You know, this was pre-Twitter. So it was like word of mouth. Everyone had heard on the pregame that Derek Fisher might – make it to the game and everyone was watching the bench. Like where is Derek Fisher on the bench? And he wasn't. And so then we're down two point guards against this golden state. We believe team that has Baron Davis and all those guys, Jason Richardson, Jason Richardson, um, Baron Davis, Andres Beatrice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh, they were, they were, and, and we now had, we were decimated at point guard. With Derek Fisher gone, we didn't know if he'd been suspended. We didn't know what was going on, right? As we didn't work clued in, uh, but maybe a family illness or a personal illness. Um, I think the thing that was going around was that he personally was sick. Anyway, the game comes down and it's fourth quarter. We're down. We have no point guards left, and Derek Fisher. They show him up on the Jumbotron walking into the locker room. Like, it is a Disney movie. And the fans, like, the energy in the building escalates. We go down in kind of an un... It's impossible for the Jazz to come back from the deficit. There was only a few seconds left. And Derek Fisher came in, forced some turnovers, made assists, made his first shot, hit a three-pointer from the quarter, corner sent it into overtime and then the jazz took it away and that building i mean it was a blue sky building the sky blue uniforms <laughs> and uh baby blues first time they were ever worn 
and the place was electric. And then after it was like Derek Fisher was put on all of the local prayer rolls and all of the local, like he became adopted by the jazz fans as family. So now Jimmy, you, you can finish that story. Yeah. And, uh, then after the season ended, he asked out of his contract and it was because they needed to be closer to his daughter's doctor in New York. And then he signed with the Lakers. But anyway, you know, that's just uh, unfortunate for a lot of reasons. <laughs> uh, I'm not uh, laughing, laughing at that part. I'm laughing at the like the, the four years after that where you retweeted him like 7,000 times and he finally <laughs> blocked you. Yeah. yeah, it did take a long time, didn't it? It did. But it did. Do, do you remember the Fisher Lied girls? The two girls that wore T-shirts and sat on the front row and wore the Fisher yeah. Lied shirts? Yeah, they still have season tickets there, I think. Do they? I believe do you remember, so. Do you remember how much hate they got for that? Uh, Yeah, there was a lot of crap. And little did we know, those girls were like ahead of their time. You know what I mean? Prophetesses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True. Okay, let's do a quick uh, advertisement. Uh, Jimmy, this week is yours to share the ad. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Hey, yeah, this, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Fitted Sheets. Do you have a bed that you sleep on and you don't want to sleep right on the mattress? Maybe try a fitted sheet. Uh, it comes with elastic on the corners, so it's easily tuck-inable. And should stay on even when you toss and turn at night. So try a fitted sheet today by going to your local fitted sheet store. Okay, so we have to wait for the advertisement, right? Yes. Uh, I cannot tell you how many sheets we've gone through with kids and boys and peeing in the bed and all that stuff. (laughs) They're still peeing, huh? Well, no, not anymore. But, I mean, the girls are wearing diapers and pull-ups and stuff. But, well, our last daughter is. Um, but I remember getting into arguments with my wife about leaving the plastic on the mattress after we bought them. She's like, no, it makes all these weird noises and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, just trust me. Just trust me. Uh, and, uh, anyway, but yeah, the, the thing that's funny about the fitted sheets now is the elastic actually goes all the way around now. Like they don't make them where, like, I remember when I was a kid, it was just elastic in the corners. Well, twin sheets, right? Twin fitted sheets. They do go all the way around. Usually I think. Right. Well, that's, I mean, that's what we're dealing with. We got bunk beds in my house. Um, And I can't remember, and this is probably horrible to say, I can't remember the last time I put the king sheets on our bed. Oh, that's my job. It takes muscle in my house. Wait, hold on a second. You're saying, you're telling us that you have not changed your sheets (laughs) for a long time? I'm telling you, I have. (laughs) That kind of makes me want to throw up a little bit. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. So can I tell you my story about the wrong house in the backing and in the driveway? <laughs> so I had a student, she's now graduated. Um, but it was the night before parent teacher conference or like a couple days before parent teacher conference. Uh, and this will all make sense. This has nothing to do with Utah jazz. It's just hilarious. So, um, my student and she'll remain unnamed, but she probably doesn't listen to the podcast anyway, but her and her mom were home alone. Their, her dad was out of town on business. Anyway, so they're they're sitting they're sitting in the front living room, just kind of talking. 
And all of a sudden, this car pulls up in their driveway, and this this man comes out of the car with a gun, like like a big old sh- like shotgun or whatever, right? And so the mom starts freaking out and dials nine one one, and the the daughter who was my student is like. Um, giving her the updates. Oh, he's coming up to the door. He's coming up to the door. So the guy comes up to the door and is ringing the doorbell and knocking on the door. And yeah, no, no, no. So they're freaking out, right? And they're home alone, right? So they're freaking out. So they're telling me this story and I'm like way into it. I'm like, what the crap? You know, like you're obviously here. So nobody got shot or anything like that. Like what's going on? So they keep going, right? And so then the guy pulls out his phone and he gets on his phone and he looks like he's sending a text message or making a phone call. And they're kind of watching him. And the shades are called now. And they're still on the phone with 911. And they've got um, – it's in West Jordan, right? So they got West Jordan police on the way out to the house. And the guy's like texting and then knocks on the door and rings the doorbell again. And long story short, um, the police show up. The man is about ready to back out of the driveway and the police show up, right? So it's like a three and a half, four minute ordeal, right? And uh, they they basically arrest this guy, right? And then the, and the, they they go into the house, and anyway, so the whole thing is he's he's actually selling this gun, right, on KSL, <laughs> <laughs> and he got the wrong address. That it was the house across the street. So when he was on the phone texting, he was basically texting the people. Saying, hey, I'm at your house right now. I'm at the door. Come and open the front door. I've got this license and all these things, right, to sell a gun or whatever. And uh, anyway, so he didn't actually end up getting arrested and all this came out. And the parents were – the mom was, you know – but like a couple of days later, they were obviously laughing about it. But at the time, they were probably crapping their pants. And oh, that's sure. what is because when you said pull into a driveway, that's the first story that comes to my mind is that story. Yeah, anyway. that's crazy. Okay. I have a, that's the best part is the ad ended like right as you talked about the guy at the doorstep. So that's going to be funny when people check into that. Mm-hmm. What's going on? But I have a story after the podcast. I got to tell you one that is a personal story similar. Anyway, okay. Oh, wow. um, rapid fire, Jimmy. You ready? I am. I'm ready for. Are you guys ready for rapid fire? I was born ready for rapid fire. I literally cannot wait for this. All right. Okay, Spencer, you're first this time. Okay. I, I need all the extra seconds. <laughs> okay okay before we start this rapid fire rapid fire is brought to you by this week brought to you by bows and arrows if you are hunting or aiming at something perhaps maybe try using a bow and arrow okay you guys ready here we yeah. go okay. rapid fire mountain you- america whoa are you ready <laughs> well i just you have a question no, I thought it was bows speakers, not bows and arrows. No, no, bows and arrows, like multiple. Like, if you want to try bows and arrows, or a bow and an arrow, it's not going to be as fun if you only have one arrow. That gets- so you, you wouldn't have multiple bows and multiple arrows. You would just have you, one bow and arrows. If you're selling them on KSL, you would. Yeah, but like, I thought you said bows, like bow speakers, and like, uh, headphones, so- like all that stuff. Bows. Guys, we should, we should start a microphone company that's called Eneros and partner with Bose. That is a brilliant oh, yeah. idea. Okay. Eneros. Speakers okay. and mics. Eneros speakers. Or Eneros like mics. 
I feel like an idiot. I also feel like an idiot because the people like that are listening to this also are going to think, man, you're an idiot, but go ahead. I know. They're going to be that like that because you're like, you wait, you delayed rapid fire for that. Someone is buying an arrows as a business name right now. Yeah. We're losing our idea. Okay. Okay. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Here we go. Mountain America credit union or Zion's bank. Mountain America credit union. Zion's. Okay. Okay. Uh, Bobby Hansen or Jeff Malone? Jeff Malone. The doctor of fatology, Jeff Malone. Okay. Uh, Phoenix Suns or Sticky Buns? Sticky Buns. Sticky Buns. I agree. Good. Okay. Danielle Marshall or Deshaun Stevenson? Danielle Marshall. Danielle Marshall. Okay. Agree. All right. Next one. Costa Kufus or in denial about going bald? <laughs> I thought you were going to say Costa Vida. Costa uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kufus. Okay. I, I work with a lot of bald people and I understand they're like holding on to their last. And that, that angle from up front. Yeah, yeah. Costa Kufus. I just feel bad every time I see the guy. I'm like, come on, man. Just just bite the bullet and shave it off. Hey, he's a looker. The problem yeah. is, is you don't, you're not ever going to face that problem, right? I mean, you got like a beaver pelt for your hair. So it's like, <laughs> it's like Very worry. true. It's true. Okay, go ahead. Okay, next. CJ Miles or Harry Styles? CJ Miles. CJ Miles. I can't. Yeah. I can't stand the Backstreet Boys. The, the Backstreet Boys are pretty crappy. All right, next one: Georges Niang or George Niang? One George. more. One more time, please. Georges Niang or George Niang? Can we just say Niang instead of arguing about his first name? What you got to pick one? It's rapid fire. George, no, I'm pick, I'm picking both Georges. Okay, both of them. I like it. Makes sense to me. All right, next one: Zach Guthrie or Zach Morris? Oh, Zach Morris, absolutely. Yeah, Zach Morris. You guys know they're doing a remake, right? Yeah, and they're actually roughly the same age. I bet. That's that's not true. Zach Zach Guthrie is like I don't know. Is he is he 13 this year? He's grown up fast. Can you uh, do your interpretation of Jesse Spano when she was on uh, pain prescription medications? No, it wasn't pain. It was sleep pills. Okay. No, we'll save that for after podcast. Are you joking me right now? The fans want to hear that episode. And if they've ever watched that show, they know exactly what we're talking about. We're just waiting for you. Oh, all right. We got two more. Ready? Okay, go ahead. D Brown or Jeremy Evans? Jeremy Evans. D Brown, did you plan that before we had our D Brown love fest? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Dude, we are on the same wavelength. That's right. Last one. You guys ready for the last rapid fire? Mississippi mud or chocolate eruption? <laughs> these are both desserts, these are both desserts, right? <laughs> it's ice cream. <laughs> 
Mississippi mud. Okay. <laughs> oh, I don't want to pick either, but chocolate eruption is beautiful. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. That's it. That's your rapid fire for this week. Wow. Nice work. Thank you, uh, bows and arrows. Thank, <laughs> thanks to bows and arrows for bringing us our rapid fire segment. I feel like we hashtag. I, I feel like arrows. Bows and arrows, but they have to spell it correctly. Yeah, it just just and arrows. Hashtag and arrows. Yeah. Hashtag and arrows this week. And if you if you send that hashtag to any any of our uh, Twitter accounts, but especially the at UJ Podcast Twitter account, you we will contact you for your for your information, and we will be sending you a prize. An, what did you call it, Spencer? An extravaganza. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like it's like an extravaganza in an envelope. You guys, you, you do not want to miss. Trust us, you do not want to miss out on this prize yeah i can't even believe we're giving it away yeah it's it is pretty amazing actually that we would just foolishly give it away in honor of donovan mitchell's shoe release or are we saving that i don't know i think we need to have a couple more meetings before we decide totally on that one okay so the uh at milwaukee bucks twitter account i don't know if you saw the whole lakers thing it says consider this a warning at the nba did you see that yes Mm -hmm. So the Milwaukee Bucks won tonight against Chicago, and they did the exact same thing, but they just sent out, consider this a preseason game at NBA. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty clever. Yeah, well, that's pretty clever. Well okay. done. Uh, this week's core question of the week, I had it pulled up, and then I had to close my phone. Let me get there. Um, you guys talk amongst yourselves until I get it. Yeah, I, uh, I want to – you talk. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I. Uh, I think uh, we should talk more about people we hate because I just remembered Vernon Maxwell. That's all. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tracy yeah. McGrady. Oh yeah, T Max tired. Oh yeah, Max. That was a good one. That was good. Um. Hey, do you our, remember when we, you and I, cra- we made a gra- uh, handout for the jazz game. Was it a Rockets game? It was. I do remember that one. It was after Larry Miller died. Yeah, but it was pre-Twitter, and we we made our own our own handouts that were like, guys, don't chant Rockets suck. Yeah. Chant Larry Miller. We were ahead of our time. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine like if that would have happened? Like how, like that would have been like huge. Like that, I think people would look back on that game and that chant as like something like amazing that happened in jazz history. And it's too bad we didn't get it going. We tried really hard. We did. That was, that was awesome. They should put us as section leaders. Yeah. Oh, so while, while uh, Spencer looks for the Cora question, I sent out a tweet saying, hey, we're doing a podcast live. And at 11, what up, doe asks if Jimmy has been actually booked for for halftime acts because he wants to hmm. buy a ticket when that happens. Yeah, I'm still trying, man. I, I don't know. Like, I haven't gotten any takers yet, but I've got uh, 
I was, I put out some feelers. I'm getting my show out there and one day they're going to snatch me up. It's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I still would like you to sing the national anthem. I don't know where that died because we were going to do a GoFundMe, weren't we? Yeah, to... <laughs> yeah hey, I would have done it too. Is it too late? They probably booked them all. I was always next year. Uh, one thing uh, I do. Wow, Spencer has to go to the bathroom. That's no, I'm not crazy. I'm right here. Oh. I'm waiting for you guys to stop talking. Oh, I thought you were in the bathroom. We're waiting for you to talk. Okay, we're lucky right. the commercial didn't. Maybe the commercial would like kick in there. I'm glad we did. Okay. So uh, this comes from Cora. Uh, discount playoffs take playoffs out of the game out of the equation. Your greatest uh, regular season game of all time. Oh wow! Uh, it can it can be live or on TV. I I've been to two amazing games, and so it's a toss up between two of them. Yeah, I I would say one that we should just take off the running is the miracle in Miami because that oh yeah Paul Millsap what eleven points in thirty seconds or whatever yeah. that was that I mean that's sort of like. That was amazing. That was an epic game. So, but home game. Um, what about that thirty-six point comeback against the Nuggets? What year was that? Ninety-six. Yeah. We don't know numbers, but we know that. I mean, yeah, it was at least it was at least that. And for me, the ninety uh, ninety-three triple overtime Bulls game. That's Bulls game, game, yeah. I was gonna say that the the running uh, Stockton. Game Jordan winner out of the game. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the one where Jordan got kicked out, the triple overtime. Yeah, with, I watched that game. I have that game. I should give you that game if you don't have it. The triple overtime where Jordan headbutted the ref and Jeff Malone hit the free throws, and that was a beautiful game. Speaking of five, spending five bucks for games, I would pay five dollars for like an HD version of some of the older games. You know. Like, Right, amen. Yeah, oh my I, gosh, if I had access to that film room hard drive of old games, geez, yeah. I would have a heyday. And so, basically, yeah. what were your two hands? Uh, the two is I, and maybe this is my like mind playing tricks on me, but I think that 1993 game was a junior jazz game. Um, I thought so too because I think I, I think I was at that game. I don't. I don't know if my mind's playing tricks on me either, but I I always thought that I was at one of those like crazy overtime bulls wins, and I I don't know for sure if that's even true or not. So check my journal. There's the Sunday out of Gaines game against LeBron. Uh, were you there? I was at the game with Bryce. Uh, uh, and then there's the game that we went to. Yeah, and I can't remember. If, I'm pretty sure it was at home. It was against Denver, where the Jazz hit like. 19 three-pointers um and up to that time it was this was with sloan so it was just crazy like darren williams just went nuts um i remember where i was sitting but i might get that confused with the game where we went to in denver right oh Uh, yeah which was pretty awesome yeah Uh, you guys have been to how many road games uh me now Hmm. Uh, um one 
two, three, four, five, six. I've only been to what three Suns games. I don't know that I've been to another. No, oh, you went to Denver. You went to Denver with us. Oh, sorry, Denver. Yeah, I've been to Denver too. My bad. Yeah, that was the first time I ever saw you, Spencer. Was uh, was on TV. Yeah, it was on TV, and I because I didn't know you guys were at the game. I didn't know Jimmy was there, and I saw him on TV, and I texted him like, "What the heck? <laughs> Who's that scruffy guy you're sitting next to?" Yeah, <laughs> good time. Um, probably some of the other ones that people would say or could say is the John Stockton steals game, the John Stockton assist game. Yeah. Um, the Carl Malone sixty what sixty seven point game. Yeah, I guess the Bucks. Uh, was that the AC Green like the All Star snub game where he was? Yeah, taking, uh-huh. I think it was yeah. like sixty two points, something like that. Another one, honestly, last year's Bucks game. I was at that game where the the comeback, you know, and Donovan just kind of went nuts. Oh yeah, that. Do you remember that game? I, I signed up for NBA League Pass to try to watch that game and had to wait three days. That's yeah, it. that that honestly, that's one of the more amazing Jazz games I've ever been to. I mean, it was insane. They were dead. The game was over. They were down like 14 with like four minutes left, something like that. It was crazy, that comeback. Yeah, this is fun. I like I like this question. Yeah, that would be interesting. I would, I would like to put that as the Twitter question is, what is your – and let's say – I mean, we just threw out about 15 games. If they could just pick one game, um, one regular season – let's not talk playoffs, one regular season game – um yeah. Yeah, the Sunday out of games game was pretty awesome. I remember I remember the last game of the 41 and 41 season. We knew we weren't going to make the playoffs, but it was getting to 500 so we didn't have a losing record. Oh yeah. With with AK and everybody. The Carlos Arroyo buzzer beater, or was that I, Oh, that was a good game too. That I don't know if that was the last game. That was a they went 42 and 40 that year, right? Um, I think I thought they went forty-one and forty-one. Well, maybe you're maybe you're right. So, okay. Um, well, wait, I I have to say the Memito Kerr the the other season that was the one season I shared season tickets with someone, and it was the Memito Kerr year where he had like seven game winners. Oh yeah, seven, and he was an All Star. That those games were amazing too. The the memo that might have been when we got to know each other. Because we would play basketball in the in the church gym and set oh, yeah. for each other at the top, just uh, reminiscing the memo play. Yeah, that's right. See it coming, like we did it the whole season. Oh man, that was a fun year. Yeah, it was. That was awesome. Okay, closing thoughts. All right, I'll go first since I got one coming up anyway. Uh, so. Um, as I was watching the game against the uh, the uh, Perth 46ers, I was like, well, I was kind of watching for like who was going to take over J- the Jay Crowder role, right? The tough dude that shoots a ton of threes. And, um, and I was purposely watching like Jeff Green to see what he was going to do and, and how he runs the floor and whatnot. And, like, I think he's going to be taking a lot of open threes this year because I think he's going to get a lot of open threes. And I was watching just his form and the way he shoots. And, like, honestly, I would take that guy shooting a three. I don't even know. I don't know what the numbers are. I don't know numbers, right? 
compared to Jay Crowder's career or the, what they did last year or whatever. I don't really care, but like just watching him play and watching him shoot, I'd much rather have Jeff Green on my team already than Jay Crowder. And I don't, I like Jay Crowder. He was, he was a nice guy. I, I mean, from what he, from TV, he looked like a nice guy uh, and social media and whatever, but I, and he's a tough player and he's, you know, he's been in the league for, I don't know, six years. <laughs> I don't know numbers, but uh, he just has flaws to his game. And, and that's, and I think that's one of the reasons why he's been traded so many times is because it's, it's, it's just, it's never like quite enough for him to be that one either like stand, like role player or um, like consistent guy off the bench that you know what you're going to get. You just don't know. You can get 25 and then three the next night, right? And you just don't know. And I think that's why, and he's like, he's sort of one dimensional. Like he's a guy that's going to be tough and give you somewhat hard nosed defense, but also he can't, he, you know, I don't know. He has, he has limit, limitations to his game like everybody does, but I just think that, that because you don't know what you're going to get, that's why he can't stick on a team for very long. Anyway, just my observations. But, you know, you have to take, take into account, too, that I don't really know a whole lot about basketball. I mean, I just I just barely found out that the the rim was 11 feet tall. So, I don't know, you know. Yeah. It, it's 10 feet, Jimmy. Yeah, that's what I said. We'll do what we want. Yeah, it's my podcast. I'll do what I want. If it if it's twelve feet tall, it's twelve feet tall. Wait, did I say eleven? Yeah, first time. I don't know. I don't know numbers. Okay, what do you got, Mikey? Uh, my closing thought is, uh, I I don't have one. Just <laughs> this I do what I want. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> okay. Um, so one of my, I mean, and this is, the, so we've got how many new guys on the roster, right? Just off the top of our head. Uh, 13. No, that's not right. Like seven or eight, seven. Yeah. So, so I, I feel like, I mean, they're saying all the right things. They're doing all the right things. Like as far as like social media and news conferences and, you know, media day and all that stuff. I'm interested to see how um, Quinn Snyder puts them all together and to work on the court together, right? So, like, we already have these known commodities, but then we have these unknown commodities and how they fit into our system, right? So, like, Bobo and Conley and um, Jeff Green and who else? Um, All the rookies. What's the difference? I'm not, like... Uh, Brantley and Mia Oni, Mia Oni and uh, Jarrell Brantley, Williams Goss. Yeah. So Williams Goss. Hopefully, one of those guys is a West West Matthews like stud find. Anyway, anyway, I'm just saying like it's and I understand we've been saying this. Oh, you got to give them time. You got to give them, but we really do have to give them time, right? They haven't played one basketball game, and so if they go you know, four and six in their first 10 or three and seven, I'm not too stressed. If we end up at first at 25 games and we're 12 and 13, then I'll be a little frustrated. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. 
I know what you're saying because, like last year, we got off to a pretty cruddy start. And well, schedule again is not front end friendly, right? Yeah, but even still, I mean, we play the we play the Clippers what two, three times, pretty pretty quick. And Paul George and, is hurt, right? And and you know who knows what Kawhi Leonard's going to do, and he's going so, through personal stuff. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. See, so. You know, I think we might be catching them at a good time, and then who knows? Maybe everybody else is going to have problems gelling too, right? So no, maybe – That's just – I'll just say so. – Are we boring you, Spencer? No. It's a good thing I didn't have a closing thought. <laughs> no, I, okay. All right. Uh, I, know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, though. Like I think them coming together, you know, with, there's a lot of new guys, and that's always usually takes time. But But it's literally like a science experiment, right? Like – so if we're being honest, Quinn Snyder has not had a guy like uh, Mike Conley, right? Right. And so you you especially playing along with with uh, you know Darren or not Darren Williams, but like uh, Gobert and everybody that's there, like the, it's they have to like mix it in and figure out how it works. How many minutes is Bobo going to get? How many minutes is Green going to get? How many minutes is Rudy going to get? How many minutes is you know Conley going to get? What are they going to do off the bench? Like who comes off first? Like all of those things. Like he's going to be basically just messing around with, and especially because that's like his thing is lineups and like, like how the offense works and runs and are they getting open shots? Like just, I'm fine giving him some time to figure it out without being like a total jackass and uh, getting upset with, with him or the, the team. I think some people will give him a very short leash as far as fans. And I just think, I mean, he deserves more than that. He's basically proven this over the past, you know, three or four seasons that he knows what he's doing and he can do amazing things with the right people in place. So anyway, yeah. yeah. Quinn Snyder's a Quinn Snyder should be a lifer. He should be, a, I, I think anyone who says fire Quinn might be unfollowed immediately. I <laughs> just give the guy a chance. It, give him, give him all the, the rope he needs. Right. I'm with you. So, okay. All right. Uh, again, you can follow us on, Twitter and everywhere else you can get this podcast in all the places on the planet where you can get podcasts. Uh, obviously if you're listening to it, you know where to get it. So um, thank you for listening to the Utah Jazz podcast. This week's hashtag is. And arrows. And arrows. And, and tweet uh, you at UJ podcast and we'll send you a really sweet prize slash extravaganza. Okay. Thanks for listening. Go jazz. Go jazz.